From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Hey, I thought we were going to have some new music, but it's the same old thing. It's the same old thing. Well, welcome to the Ray Ellis Show with uh, Fan Man on the Voice America Sports Radio Network on a special edition of our one-hour show on a Friday. Never been on a Friday, have we, uh, Ray? Is that what makes it special? That's we're special. We're special here at Voice America Sports. It, it, it's, it's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> it's usually it's Tuesday after thank, Pat Summerall. Thank God it's Friday, but uh, it's, it's it's a good Friday, too. It's Super Bowl Even weekend. Even though it's not good Friday, it's a good Friday. It's a good Friday. It is Super Bowl weekend, and it's getting closer and closer. Closer and closer to the final determination of who is the best football team in America. And I think I already have that answer. But uh, I already do have that, that answer that's also. Okay. Anyway. We'll wait because I think, you know what, you're the <laughs> kind of guy, you, you change your mind. I, I, I'm not a flip-flopper. Yeah, you've been I'm a not, flip-flopper. I'm not. I picked the Giants and I'm picking the Giants in the Super you Bowl. You flip, oh, I know. then you flop. I'm a flop and a flip. Then you flop. I'm a flop flipper. Are you flipped? Are you flopping? I'm today? a flopper. Today. Okay, that's flopper. okay. A anyway, flopper, is that mean you're a male? Or a <laughs> I don't know what I. PG anyway, show. PG you're show. listening to Voice America Sports uh, on the Voice America Radio Network. We got some special guests. With yes, us today. we do, and and they're right on the they're on the phone right now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, the engineer told, just told me that. Oh, okay. And 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 Jeff is uh, where where's Jeff from? You you know a little bit about Jeff? Yeah. We, about? we have Jeff uh, Lapin. He's the CEO of Razor Gator. Jeff, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Great. Hey, Jeff, how you doing there? I'm doing fine. I'm down in Phoenix getting ready. Well, hey, I'll tell you, man, there's no better place to get ready than right here in Phoenix. Man, it's unbelievable. The party's going on, the people on the street, it's great. Yeah, it, it really is. As a matter of fact, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be out there a little bit and enjoy myself. And uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, we were out, and I told Famine I was going to go out and golf, and, you know, he's a better golfer, so I didn't take I'm him a great along golfer. with me. But uh, we were out uh, playing a little golf and uh, raising some funds for a uh, great charity. It's American, and it's uh, the great Jim Brown, his foundation. And uh, we played over, as a matter of fact, we played at a course in Scottsdale, and it was the course of where, of course, the Patriots are staying. But I don't want to say where it was, but it was a great course. Well, everybody knows where they're staying. Okay, where are they staying? Uh, they're staying at the uh, Kierling okay. Hilton. See, why are you going to do that? <laughs> You're going to get everybody in trouble. Hey, I know, I know, Okay, I know. Jeff, see, that's the kind of guy I deal with here on a regular basis. Yeah, I always man. like to get people in trouble. I, I, I was at this American Foundation because Razor Gator is the sponsor of it. I was at the uh, dinner last night, and just out of the blue, Bill Clinton showed up. Well, wait a second. Now, you know what? You were there, weren't you? Really? I was there. Yeah, I was there, too. Isn't that something? <laughs> Boy, yeah, what, what? Jim Brown's a great guy, and he's got a great cause, and we were glad to sponsor. Well, I am glad that uh, you were there, and I'm glad that you're supporting Jim. And, of course, uh, you know, my background being a, a member of the Cleveland Browns, we all wanted to be out there to support him. But that was something for the president, uh, you know, the former president to come in and, and lend his support, which he's been doing for some years. Uh, to the cause of which Jim Brown is. And, and there's a lot of, you know, young kids out here in our society today that are just kind of mixed up and, and going in the wrong direction. And, and many times you hear about the bad things that football Always. players do, but you never hear about the good stuff. Well, now no, we're hearing about cut. the good stuff. Right. So, Jeff, tell us more about Razor Gator. Razor Gator is one of the biggest online ticket sellers, and we also do uh, events. So we'll do a big pregame party before the Super Bowl with a couple thousand people. And actually, Jim Brown's going to show up. And uh, along with several other football players. And we did a couple of parties during the week. So we, we sell tickets, but we do events. Now, you sell tickets. Now, uh, and you say you sell your tickets online. So how does one who's interested in getting a ticket, how would they find out about it? You go to RazorGator.com. Oh, is that right? Okay. And are they, 
is there a set price for your tickets or is it an auction or how does that work? No, there's a set price. You get your section and your seat and you can see the price and and uh, for for games like the Super Bowl, for big stuff like the Super Bowl, this thing trades like the stock market. So every day the prices are a little more, a little less. Uh, yesterday they were a little less. Today they're a little more. Uh, so they trade every day. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Jeff, I understand some of the tickets are going for like fourteen thousand dollars. Is that the scalpers, or is that going through ticket brokers, or or what? No, I haven't seen prices that high. I mean, if if the they've ranged during the last couple of weeks from about. Uh, two thousand for the for the lowest price for the high you know the the, mm-hmm. the highest seats in the stadium to about eight thousand for the best seats and they, they've come down a little bit the last couple of days. So basically, uh, Ra- Ra- Razorgator provides the most trusted and comprehensive global yeah. event experience by providing hard to get tickets. Yeah, we have tickets that nobody else has, and we guarantee every one of them a hundred percent. That's great. Now, when you rarely, say you, rarely do we have a problem. When you say you guarantee the ticket, explain to me exactly what does that mean? You guarantee the ticket. If you buy from us and you have a problem, we'll substitute it because we have a big inventory of tickets. We'll substitute something, give you your money back, trade them for something else, but we'll make you happy no matter what. Well, what kind of problems would I have with my ticket? Well, very rarely, and it hasn't happened since I've been at Razor Gator. If you buy tickets from a broker, you may get fake fake tickets, and you never buy from anybody who's not guaranteeing them. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on out there. There's Ticket a lot Master. of stuff like that going yeah. around, and shop around on the Internet. The, the prices are different on different sites. Right. Now, They're all how, different. How would I know if I had a ticket that wasn't a legitimate? real ticket? Yeah, it's a legitimate? A legitimate ticket. ticket? How do you know the difference in the real ones and the fake ones? Man, it's, it's really tough. I've seen some of the fake ones, and it, it's just really tough. The, uh, the Super Bowl tickets have little holograms in them, so those mm-hmm. are hard to reproduce. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just like a counterfeiter for money. I mean, it's the same thing. It's really tough to distinguish. Well, hey, Jeff, how does this compare to last year's Super Bowl with the tickets uh, and the pricing? We're about, uh, on average, about $800 a head per category. Really? So, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, you got two of the best teams from the two of the bi- biggest cities. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful Phoenix, and New England can set a you know an all-time historical record. Right, there's people I mean, out here. There's people in the media saying that the four cities that have, should have the Super Bowl all the time would be uh, San Diego, Phoenix, uh, New Orleans, Miami, and it should bet. be like a, a roving, roving around instead of going to Minnesota or anything. That's what they've been saying. Well, people uh, like that. The, the warm weather cities. Well, the only thing I would say is they got to throw the Rose Bowl in. There's got to be California. There's well, no way you they were saying San Diego, not Pasadena. Oh, no, no, no. The Rose Bowl, is, is, it's just one of those stadiums where you always want to play in the Rose Bowl. It has this historical, you know, uh, uh, yeah. all those memories, all those guys who ever wanted to play in the Rose Bowl game or in that Rose Bowl stadium. Oh, well, let me ask a question. You know, it seems like, uh, obviously, the question, your, your company's been around for a long time. You guys have been doing great things. How long have you been providing Super Bowl tickets uh, to people in need? We, we specialize in the big events, the Rose Bowl, Super Bowl, Final Four, Masters, etc. And uh, we've been doing it for many years. Well, the reason why I asked that about Super Bowl tickets is because, you know, it, to me, it's one of those events that as a kid, you know, you would want at some point in time in your lifetime to get a chance to attend the Super Bowl. But the tickets are such that, you know, it's very hard to get these tickets. And, and so I'm just... You know, thinking, boy, is there some little kids out there that may have had a chance years ago that they don't have a chance today because a company like yours or maybe some of the others, it's a big business now. And, you know, you're not, maybe you guys aren't concerned about if the kid's 10 years old or if he's a 40 year old kid. We just, we're in it to make money. I, I, I got to tell you, it's a, I, first place, I got to tell you, my dad took me to Super Bowl one at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. 
cool. I was eight years old, and I, it was the Packers and the Chiefs. It was an experiment, and the stadium was half full. So, yeah, I was that little kid who was dying to go, and I still have that memory in my head. Uh, but, you know, it's become a business. I mean, if you look around town here, everything's corporate. You know, all the corporations are sponsoring everything, and, it, and the reality is it's become a big business. Jeff, let me ask you a question. You think that, it, it, you know, the, the regular average Joe, average uh, Johnny Braindead fan out there is being just pushed out. He, he, you know, they can't get into these parties. They're too expensive. And I was kind of surprised with the parties in Scottsdale that they were charging, you know, anywhere from 100 to $250 to get into the party. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was out at Scottsdale last night, as I said. I was uh -huh. at uh, Jim Brown's party. But afterwards, I went around and walked around. And there's something for everybody. I mean, you can go into some great clubs and, and, and uh, 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 bars for free and have a great time. So, you know, in that respect, if you want to have a good time, you don't need to spend big ticket on big parties. Right. It seems, it. It, seems, it seems to me that on television locally here, they're all pushing all the uh, major Hollywood uh, celebrity uh, parties. And uh, the rest of it, you know, you don't hear about. You don't hear anything. Yeah, well, you know, people love celebrities, but yeah. you don't have to do it to have a great time. I had a great right. time last night, didn't cool. I? Oh, they had a great time, you know, and uh, it was exciting for me. I mean, I, I'm a guy who grew up and born and raised in Canton, Ohio, and, and to be at the party and to see, uh, you know, people from Canton, Ohio that were there. I mean, people from the Pro Football Hall of Fame were there, you know, and, uh, you know, Steve Perry, who is the executive director of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was there. You know, yeah. Barry Sanders, you know, one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. Ronnie Lott, you know. So it's exciting for guys who, ever, who even played the game to get together and, and, and kind of have fun and talk to – but let me ask you this. You talked about you being at that game at eight years old. Well, is that ever going to happen except for the rich and famous and their children? Is that ever going to happen again where a person can – an eight-year-old kid, his dad can afford to take him to a game? Because – and the reason why I ask that question is because they asked Roger Goodell in one of his interviews today, I believe it was, about the fact that baseball is slowly but surely catching football in terms of gross revenues. And what was he going to do to maintain and sustain that position as the elite sport, and particularly with the gross revenues? And he talked about new media, and he talked about the Internet. The and Internet. The and the opportunity for them to create more revenue that way. It would seem to me that... You don't need to make the money on the tickets. At the, the stadium only holds 60,000 people. You don't need to make all that money off the people there at that game. There's many more ways to, make, you know, to generate revenue. So what do you think about maybe lowering the prices of a Super Bowl so an 8-year-old kid would have an experience at 8 that he would want to also share with his kid when he's 8 years old? I mean, you've you got to understand that the super, the face value of the Super Bowl ticket, just to buy one at face, if you were lucky enough to get it, is seven, 800 bucks a ticket. That's the face value. Well, how, how the, that, that is a <clears throat> weekly salary for a lot of for people. A lot of people I, right? I Maybe a two-week salary. Well, you know what? How, how, how are these tickets allocated, Jeff? Do, they, do, they, do the NFL, the teams get a certain amount of tickets, and then the host city gets a certain amount of tickets? And then, exactly. this, and then, it, then is it the season ticket holders that get a, a shot at it or some kind of a raffle or something? And then the rest of it's up for, up for grabs? Yeah, it's usually the host city gets a big allocation. The winning teams get a big allocation. Every team gets an allocation. Uh, the season ticket holders get involved, and then there's a lottery for the balance. Right. And, okay. and if you're again, you're lucky enough to win the lottery. I don't disagree with you. Ticket prices are high. It's seven hundred bucks a piece. Yeah, they had a guy in Phoenix here. He's a season ticket holder for the Cardinals. He's like sixty-five years old, and he got this certified mail from the Cardinals, and he got Super Bowl tickets. He he was picked. Yeah. 
They were going and crazy. You, and that's, yeah. the, that's the way you have to do it. But it's still the 700 bucks. We don't set the price. I mean, you know, the, the demand from the corporate guys are out there, and, and you're right. Uh, you know, on some level, I agree with you. It's it's it, it's an issue. You know, when I asked my dad what he paid for those Super Bowl tickets yeah, forty two years ago, well, yeah, what did he pay for them? For fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. What was it? What was the next game of the Super Bowl two? What were the tickets? They were eighteen or nineteen. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I don't know. I just kid remember. You. I mean, I, that moment <laughs> sticks with me forever. So I, I, I certainly sympathize with what you're saying. Well, right. they certainly they remained affordable for a long time. And if you think about a regular season game, uh, you know, the fan can go to a regular season game. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, I just think for the average person, without a doubt, they can never make it to a Super Bowl. And the tickets, the prices of the tickets, unless the demand by the fan is such that. You know, they force them to reduce the price of those tickets, which I don't think they will. I don't think people, the average person, will ever get a chance to see a Super Bowl. But here we have a person who's in a business now. And I'm sure his experience of going to a Super Bowl was something that inspired him to perhaps maybe get in that business. And that's what they want. They want to create that fan loyalty. But if that fan never gets the opportunity to experience that, that's one you may lose. And so I just think that, you know, Roger and his new innovative and innovation that he's bringing to this game, I think he can make his mark by doing something and saying, okay, you know what? Either we're going to be locked in here and it's going to remain here at all times, or he's got to find a way to build some loyalty amongst those younger customers because that's what you got to do. You want to get a customer for life. And if you never get him because he never got a chance to experience him, then... Well, they got us. Well, they got... Yeah, because yeah. they got us when we were younger. Yeah, they hey. got me. And they yeah. got me, too. But it was $15. Yeah, it was 15 Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I went to the 1960 championship game with my dad, you know, with the Green Bay in Philadelphia at Franklin Field. But I don't know what the tickets were. I was a young kid. But, you know, it's like, you know, everybody wants... I mean... Just in Phoenix alone, there's millions of people here. They want to go to the game. They can't get it. And, you know, and then you see these whopping prices on the on TV and the Internet, 14000 3000 Nobody knows what's going on. But it's just really, you know, it, if you have a ticket and you're lucky enough to get one, it's a great experience, as, as Jeff, you, you went through when you went, went to the first yeah. Super Bowl, which is really cool. Um, so... Yeah, and, you know, who knows what happens. In the next two days, they may drop. Who, who knows? But there's always, there's always something out there if you keep your eyes open. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you, in terms of your business, is, is this like uh, Black Friday for your business this weekend? Is, is that what this does for your business? Does it take you over the hump? No, I mean, I, we go all year. So we go for all the events all over the world, really. And so this is a major event, but uh, there's lots of major events around the world. So how does the Super Bowl compare to the other major events? Well, I think on, 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 a, on, a, on a revenue basis, a price per ticket basis, it, it's got to be the highest. I'm on an overall average ticket price. You know, some of the tennis events gets pretty high worldwide. The Masters is a really high ticket event. Uh, but I think overall, I think the Super Bowl would have to rank number one. Hey, hey Jeff, a question here. Depending uh, the price, uh, the pricing on these tickets, uh, depending on the teams that play, do you think yep. that has a big effect on it? Like, it's it's New York and New England. You think that had a big effect on ticket pricing, or if it would have, would have been teams like uh, Kansas City and uh, New York, you know, Kansas City and let's say uh, San Francisco? You know, yeah, I, I, sure. I mean, the 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 host city or, or the, the the cities that the teams come from will certainly play a role. I mean, you know, New York and Boston have a lot of money in those cities. And they have two major, two big major markets. Uh, two major markets, two big major teams. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that of course, plays a, um, a role in, in the ticket pricing. Jeff, tell us a little bit about, uh, I believe you mentioned you have something going on on uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, we, had, um, we have a, a party right, uh, I think, a block from the stadium, and we've hooked up with Budweiser and, 
and we usually do something like this uh, uh, and, uh, before most of the big events. We put on parties, we move corporations, we move a lot of people, and uh, we just want to have fun. Oh, well, that's great. Well, listen, uh, you obviously have to be some type of sports fan. Uh, do you have a favorite team for this coming game? Yeah, you know, I just, <laughs> I just want to see New England make that record. But, you know, I know I just, I know I just upset some of our clients. <laughs> I really want to see New England make the record. Well, I was watching Conan O'Brien last night. They had the turtles on. They had two turtles on two jets, two little jets. And they had the Giants. They had the Giants in New England. And they had to go to, from the sixth floor to the seventh floor in elevators. And guess who won? The turtle yeah, that was on the Giants. You, you may be right. Who that knows? Was, <laughs> was funny. Well, you know what they not, call. You know I'm what they call. Going. I'm perfectly happy sitting in my hotel room watching it. Hey Jeff, you know what they call that? What Fan Man just described? What's that? What do you call it? Fantasy football. Fantasy football. <laughs> I'm, I'm the prophet. In the middle of you two Because that, that, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But you know, it's. Oh, uh, I think it is going to happen. Well, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be the upset of the century. Oh, that's good. Well, let me ask you something. Your tickets that you guys sell, have you uh, talked to any fans that actually has, like, over the years, they've saved their tickets and they have them all for, you know, years to show and, and become a collector? Yeah, people save these tickets to these big events all the time, and they are collectible. And they're tradable. People trade them. And, and sell them. They are collectible. Everybody saves the ticket. Hey, Jeff, let me. I, I, I collected something back in 1996 when the Super Bowl was here in Phoenix. It's a six pack of Coca Cola. And it has Super Bowl, whatever it was, uh, 36 or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but it, I don't know if they're worth anything. I have to go on eBay and put, uh, take a picture of these uh, Coke bottles in Super Bowl. I had a Super Bowl Coca-Cola <laughs> box. You know, it's all designed really cool. Well, Sitting in my closet for the last well, 12 if years. if you only have the one set, I don't know, but if there was... No, a, just one set. It's a six-pack of Coke. Was there a consecutive set? No, no I don't know. I, I never saw any consecutive sets. Well, let me ask I didn't you, look around. Do you, do you have yours like that, Jeff? Do you have them in a set where, up on your wall or, or framed anywhere where all the tickets no, were... I've been a sports collectible guy forever. I mean, even back to my baseball cards when I was a kid, I still have them. So I'm hey, a sports nut. Hey, Jeff, you know what happened to me with my baseball cards? I had all these, uh, you know, in the 60s, Sandy Koufax and all these great oh, cards. Yeah, sure. and, then I, and then I go off and take off and go to school and blah, blah. I come back, and my brothers Mom? took them. Yeah. <laughs> Threw them away. Threw them away. I went absolutely crazy. I said, how dare you touch those baseball cards? How dare you? Anyway, You're not so alone. I've heard this from a lot of people. Oh, I was so upset, and these were all rookie cards. I mean, you know, I mean, worth a lot of money. And I'm saying, you know, how much money you cost me here with all these baseball cards and football cards and all the cards, bad basketball cards, Will Chamberlain cards. I had all kind of cards. But I was don't now. I'm left with a six pack of Coca Cola. Well, my mom was lucky. My mom never got to them. Yeah, really. Yeah, I should have hit yeah. mine better. Yeah. Well, you, well, fan man, he, you know, he has all these interesting stories, Jeff. And you should listen to our show more often because I'm not sure if he just fabricates these stories, but they really happened. No, they really happened. How can I make this stuff up? I feel sorry for you, man. Why, why do you feel sorry you, for me? You, you lost that, something that was so dear to you. It was. At least I still have the Coca-Cola bottle. And that's going to happen when the game is over with, too. No, it's not. You're going you're to feel I'm gonna real be, sad. I'm going to be calling you up saying, hey, man, you owe me. You're going to owe me a cheese. Hey, Jeff, bag. one thing. I, I'm, I'm born and raised in Canton, Ohio. You ever been there to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, to the Hall of Fame game? I, I have not been to the Hall of Fame game, but I've been to the Hall of Fame. Well, it's a fantastic weekend, and, and it's something that perhaps maybe, I think that's a very desired ticket, too, because there's so many people that come from, I mean, all over the world, you know, to come in to, to see those induction ceremonies, which they're, they're very special. And, uh, you know, a, a, a time in history that you capture that moment, and you see those guys just pouring out their hearts, you know, as they go into 
uh, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, hey. and then, of course, there's a game you right. know, that goes on. You bet. And hard to get those tickets. I have a question. Who's going to be the host for the Super Bowl? I heard it was going to be Ryan Seacrest or Seaman. C- 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 what, what's his name? He's going to be the host? The host, yeah. What do you Seacrest? mean? Ryan Seacrest was going to be the host. Is That's there what a, I heard. Is a rumor. Jeff, do you know who the host of, host of the game is going to be? I have no idea. Huh? Wait, I I didn't know there was a, a an individual person. Do? That's yeah. I don't know. That's what I, I read it. I read it on one of the uh, newspapers here in town that uh, Ryan Seacrest was going to be the host of the Super Bowl. And I'm going. What, oh, what does the host I do? I didn't know that. Well, I the only thing either. I know is I, I just well, to ask Jeff. I thought he might have an inside track. Oh no, no. The, the halftime uh, entertainment. Who's that going to be? You know that? Who's going to be there? Um, you know, I really don't know. Well, I know. Isn't uh, what's her name? Jordan Sparks? Isn't she singing in the national anthem? I think she's doing the national anthem, but I don't know who the half. Uh, oh, Tom Petty is going to be the half. Oh, that's right, Tom. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, how how does that affect uh, the ticket prices? Any any way at all whatsoever? Tom Petty. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think that's an add-on. I think people go for the game, not the entertainment. I, I agree with you, Jeff. I, think I don't know about that, guys. Because I'm going to tell you, when Prince was there, you know, in fact, his album shot up the next day. Oh, I was so excited when he was there. He yeah. It really yeah. made my yeah. Super Bowl uh, weekend. Last and Janet, year. when Janet was there, I mean, keep it clean, keep it clean. Anyway, wait, 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 you know what? Hey, hey, you know what? With Janet, I saw that. Everybody okay. else in the okay, room missed all, it. And I saw it. Listen, it was that's, great. That's all we had to say. <laughs> <laughs> made my Super Bowl. That was funny. You got to watch that. Oh, well, li- yeah. li- listen, uh, it's really been great to have you on. And, uh, Jeff, you can certainly come on and spend time with us anytime you want to. And uh, if there's some special tickets out there, uh, perhaps maybe, again, you can tell the people how they can find those tickets. Uh, Jeff, you want to tell them that? Go to RazorGator.com and, and search around. It's really easy. And I'd love to come back for the next major event. Maybe we can talk about the Final Four. And oh, oh, we'll certainly do that. And we want everybody out there to know that you said that the Who? Patriots were going to win. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jeff. Okay. Bye. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. Great. Bye, bye. Anyway, that was uh, Jeff. Um, now, wouldn't you want to have Jeff as your best friend? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to have him as my best. friend. I mean, friend. you could get any ticket in the world. You know, you know what that's like. I mean, not just that, that a basketball player is your best friend, or a football player, or NASCAR race driver is your best friend. He has access to all he the great has tickets. Every ticket of every major sporting event in the world. And that was Jeff Lapin. He's the uh, CEO of Razor Gator. Great guest. A lot of fun to be and with. He and he went to the Super Bowl at eight years old. Super Bowl number one. It took me a long time to get to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. And Super I, Bowl I, number one. And I had to pay for my ticket. What? Super Bowl number one was 1967? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was 67. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was. Who won the game? Um, I don't know. Did you go? I, I, no, I was. I, <laughs> no, wow. I watched it on TV. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know. I wish I would have been. Uh, been uh, that would have been really cool to go to the first well, Super Bowl. There's not too many people that can say that. Well, I'll tell you what. Nowadays, I got to be honest with you. It's not as exciting for me to go to the Super Bowl. And why is that? To stay home and watch it. It's it, better at home. Well, it what is. What do you think? But particularly for a guy who played the game, and and you know, I I gained a different perspective being here this weekend. And, and what, this week, and watching all these things come together, it mm-hmm. gave me a different perspective from a former athlete to look at this and see what's going on. Well, you know, they, they were saying a lot of former athletes and NFL players will not go to uh, get set foot in that stadium because they feel, you know, they feel uneasy about it. That, you know, we, we talked about this last week on the show, <clears throat> that you should be on the field, not as a spectator. And see, and that's what I'm saying, it, particularly for those guys that are currently playing, because once you don't make it to the Super Bowl, when you go to the game – you are you're a spectator. It's a spectator sport. Well, you know, Donovan you. McNabb is here. He did a couple parties and uh, golf tournaments and raising money for charity. But he's already been to the Super Bowl a few times. So, yeah, I mean, been, even though they didn't well, win. That's okay. If he's been and he's participated, that's different. That's because different, if, yeah. if he goes today or to whenever the game is, right. he'll see the difference in going to a Super Bowl as a spectator 
as opposed to going there to play the game. Like an LT from San Diego. You're not going to see LT hanging out here. Well, Maybe he is, know. but. They may go to the game, but I'm telling you, when you, I remember when I walked in the stadium, and it was a great game. I remember when Marcus Allen, you know, you know, cut back mm-hmm. against the grain and ran that long touchdown, uh, uh, you know, when he played the Raiders against the Redskins. But I will say this. When I sat in those stands, it was if, first of all, we all played with our helmets on. And I didn't care if anybody recognized me or not, but I realized that. Oh, every, I bet everybody recognized you. But you know You're what You're so happened? handsome. And all the rest of the guys that were there. But we were spectators. We were fans. You were fans. Fan man. We can't be fans. You're pro football players. Well, how you know what? You're a fan. You're a fan now. So See, how does that, it feel? No, uh, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. Those guys who were collecting those million-dollar checks were now fans. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a second. You're, you're I should be there Sunday morning you're or Sunday afternoon getting you're ready. You're cheating us. Right. I should be getting ready for this game. Well, you know what? This game is going to be I, – I, my my feeling is this game is going to be the Super Bowl of Super Bowls, this game. And I you know they say that every year. But this this year you got a team that's 18-0. Uh, uh, and the Giants are going to try to knock them off their perch, and there's been a lot of media all over the country, and most of the media is here in town, uh, and they're just, it's just, I think it's going to be the most watched Super Bowl ever, and I think the, the sponsors who paid their 3 or $4 million for the 30-second spots got a smoking deal. Oh, they did, and I'll tell you what, Tom Brady's pissed. Tom Why? Brady and, and, and some of the Patriots are pissed Why? because I think Michael Strahan made a prediction. And oh, I, he did make a prediction. Yeah, yes, and, I, and I think he said that the Patriots are only going to score like 17 points. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if I want to piss off Tom Brady. Uh, they were saying they're going to go after Tom Brady and lock him down. That's but, what they're going to do to him. But here's I, I didn't finish that. I, I don't know if I'd want to piss off Tom Brady unless I was in a position where I could affect the outcome. And that is Michael Strahan, is, he's right there in the pit. So he can, he can sack him, you know. So it's a psychological breakdown. Well, I'll tell you what. He gave him something to think about because guess what? The question was presented to him or posed to him, and he answered it. Mm-hmm. So that means that he had to go through a process of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, hey, I, I'm sure he knows that Michael Strahan is going to be lined up in front of him anyway. But for Michael to think that, hey, uh, you guys are only going to score 17 points? I, I mean, for, for a team that's, that's pretty been, ballsy when you think about it. And they've it. been lighting up the scoreboard? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but I don't, that's but the that way more, you should feel. Yeah, but that gives more excitement to it. Yeah, it, and Well, and that's what you want to see. You want to see a team that's going to go in and be confident. And I really believe that if the Giants are confident, I, although I don't think they're going to win the game. I think they're very confident going into this game. And we talked about that before because of well, that last game today. They, they almost. Um, almost. And they were throwing, and, and, and the coach was throwing in some of the second and third stringers during that game, if you remember. And that was said to us by a few guests. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't? No, no they didn't. No, no. So they, they were every, switching no, players no, in there, No, they? everybody played their starters. In, On the first string? Uh, yeah. Everybody oh, played oh, their okay. starters, and that's what made the game so exciting. And I believe that's what built the confidence of, of the New York Giants. But, you know, when you look at these games, these coaches are so similar. They certainly are no-nonsense coaches. How do you think the coaches are handling this with the team, calming them down, getting them motivated? And there's a lot to this, all the press, the media, the hype, the parties. I mean, they're being secluded. The players are, and um, you don't see any Giants or well, New England Patriots running around. Well, here's parties. the thing about it. These guys, are, no, even though we may not see them, they get a chance to have a normal life or as close to normal as you possibly can have mm-hmm. up until maybe tonight. Tonight, yeah. I was, I was saying you know, Friday up night. Un, up until then, things were, uh, you know, as normal as they possibly could be, you know, playing in the Super Bowl. But this this game is differently. The hype is different than any other game of which you play in. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to try to maintain your focus because everybody wants the piece of you. Everybody wants to talk right. to you. Everybody wants you to come over here and do this and do that. Your family members. And that's why it's going to be to the benefit of the New England Patriots because they've been here before. 
and the Giants have and not. And the Giants have it. Anyway, we've got to take a break. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the VoiceAmericaSports.com radio network. My name is Fan Man, along with Ray Ellis. we got to take a break. We have another guest coming up to talk about celebrities right here in town and what the media is doing and all the parties. And we'll be right back after this message. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports when i found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops i wrote a letter to the company saying reconsider your labor practices a few months later i get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer and they included a coupon for a 25 percent discount on their jeans so i got smart wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it and she flips out saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And uh, that, that was fun. That was fun. Talk, I, I really didn't understand, you know, all the intricacies behind, you know, tickets and, you know, how you can get I never did either. I, I just thought you go up to the stadium by the ticket and, and it's really gotten into a uh, business. Yeah. And, and that's what that's how what it works. It's exciting. It's a business. 
it's, it's a, a business, it's a business. And it, but this business is the ticket prices change that's what i didn't that intrigued me i think me. the majority of the problems with the ticket uh, the ticket pricing today is uh, the counterfeits and the and the scalpers you don't know if you get i, I would never buy a ticket from a guy on the street well, i would be scared to death to do that we want everybody to know that this was a legitimate business of which yeah. we just got right. finished this is legitimate you can go there razor you can go there and to go to razorgator.com r a z o r gator.com and you can get the tickets and know in your heart that you're going to be okay no problems you'll be able to get in the stadium get your seats anyway we have sharon on sharon where are you calling from i'm actually here in phoenix oh, great. in arizona for super bowl oh, oh cool hey sharon and uh this is ray and you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world fan man and that was that guy who was yes fan i man. am <laughs> you guys are great oh thank well you. thank you for coming on you want to tell us a little, i believe you're here you're here on business as well aren't you sharon I certainly am. I'm actually the vice president of special events for Prime Sport, which is a division of Razor Gator. Oh, is that right? Okay, okay. Great. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing here this weekend, this week. Well, this week we, are, we have quite a few corporate groups and uh, fan groups coming in for the game. We do everything from uh, meet and greet at the airport, take them to their hotel. We have hospitality desks at the hotel, golf tournaments. We uh, make sure that they get into the best parties. On Sunday, we have an awesome VIP pregame and postgame party right by the stadium at Westgate. Cool. So basically, uh, Sharon, uh, it's the um, you, you take care of the athletes, uh, former NFL players or current NFL players coming in into town for the Super Bowl. Well, we actually, our customers are corporate okay. and uh, fans of the two teams and just folks that love to come to the Super Bowl. Uh, one thing that I do, and I'm actually in the middle of focusing on right now, is firming up the plans for the players that are coming to our party. Oh, so you got, you got, so your corporate sponsors or your customers, they actually bring in players? No, we bring in the players to the event. So we have private dinners with some of our corporate groups, and we'll arrange to have players at the dinner. Uh, on Sunday, we have uh, actually a, a great lineup of players. And our, our whole philosophy is that our clients, uh, when they come with Prime Sport, come into the fold and get access to things that they ordinarily wouldn't get. Oh, great. So do you, uh, do you have a portfolio of players that you represent that you have access to when, you, when somebody wants a player to come to their event? Well, I've been doing this a while. So uh, I've developed some phenomenal relationships with some players and some agents. And it's knowing uh, who to talk to to get the right players that are going to be here at the time that we need. A hey, fan man. Yes. She's got people. Yes. Yeah, she's got people. That's she she does. She, that's she, why she's able to get in contact with She people. has people. She's got people. Mm-hmm. See, we, I know people that She knows people. people. Oh, she knows people that, right? that know other people that know other people. Well, fam, right. that's, that's how it works. That's how we work, don't we? Yeah, you know people. people. I know people. Well, look. I know you. I know Jeff. <laughs> I know all these other people. Well, Sharon, that, that's good. Uh, let so, me wait, wait, let me ask you a question. So, Sharon, what, what uh, uh, you know, athletes do you represent? I mean, what, uh, what, who are we talking about here? Well, I don't represent any athletes. Okay, um, for the you company. You wouldn't want me representing you if you're an athlete because... What was that? I'm not that savvy in the in the athlete piece of it. However, okay. I do work with people that are very savvy and represent great athletes. So my, what I do is I work with the agents, and we start talking uh, probably about four months ago. I don't like to make a decision on who's going to come to an event until we know who's in, in the game, Right. figure out the dynamics. Mm-hmm. 
of course, it's easier to start figuring out from the former players who's going to be here and scheduling them. Uh, for example, I've worked, I've um, had Tim Brown at several of the events over the years, Mr. Raider, and he's terrific, and um, I work through his agent, which is SportsLink. So we, we've developed a great relationship. They know what we need, and, um, we, and they know that we take care of their players. Well, that, that, that's great, Sharon. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm just, you know, having fun here with you today because I know a little bit about how this business works. Do you know a little bit about it? Yeah, just so, a little bit? So, you guys just probably a know bit. more than I do. <laughs> so uh, it, it's good to know so that what you're you know? doing that. You know, I can't tell you what yeah, I, you know, I, your I secrets know people. Out? Okay. I, I know you know people. people. <laughs> but, but it's good to know that you guys are doing that, and particularly in working with the um, – with the former players, because it's actually the former players who, who are able to give you more of their time and to make an event really special. Mm -hmm. and, and I did a lot of stuff when I was back in Philadelphia, and particularly with the penthouse suites. And, and they would have guests in those corporate suites. And it's just like what you and I do. Our show here is just kind of like, you know, fan man who's a fan. And myself, who was a guy who used to play pro football, and we just kind of relax and, and have and a good talk, time. And like talk, like you're at a bar. Game. And there's nothing better than being in a penthouse suite and, and watching a game with the guy who used to play that game. You know what? You just hit it on the, you hit it on the spot because what we like to focus on with our clients, and a lot of our corporate clients have been there. They've done it. They've been to events. But what we like to do is bring them into that relaxed environment, give them experiences that they ordinarily wouldn't have, uh, give them access to players that they ordinarily wouldn't have, and, the, and really we navigate the waters for them. So at the end of the day, a client may walk away and say, you know what, it was almost like the Super Bowl revolved around us. And our events are not, some of the Super Bowl events are huge. We do do large events, but this one in particular in Super Bowl terms is rather intimate. So our guests do get to rub elbows, and they do get to have great conversations with the players. Well, I think there's one thing in particular that I think you perhaps maybe want to let those people know, and that is the profile of that athlete that you bring into the fold. What, 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 what type of athlete do you want in terms of his persona? Well, of course, um, and in, in Detroit, all different kinds, but really it's a player that uh, likes to be around people, has a great disposition. Um, Kevin Green. We had him uh, in Detroit, and it was, uh, it was phenomenal. It was actually kind of funny because we were doing the official Seattle Seahawks party, and we were, doing the, we were doing a Steelers party in the same building. Well, the only way to get to the Steelers was through the Seahawks, and I, uh, we had brought him in, and everyone kind of glanced over at us. But as soon as we walked into the Steelers party, it was like he was home. People oh. embraced him, loved him. He was great. He was phenomenal. Uh, Marcus Allen is another terrific one, such a gentleman, and uh, he really interacts with the corporate folks and the fans and uh, loves, loves talking. He prefers um, smaller gigs and doesn't like to be uh, in, in major, uh, he, he likes a controlled environment like a lot of our players do, so we make sure we take care of them. Yeah, I can tell you this, Shannon. One thing that I remember this, even as a player, what I always wanted to do is, you know, many times what people don't realize is even though you're a professional athlete, Michael Jordan said this one time. To him, Michael Jordan, when, <clears throat> when it came to his son, he was just dad. He wasn't Michael Jordan, anybody special. He was just dad. And I say that to let you know that there are people out there that play these professional games and their family members are not excited about them. They're excited about other people. So what I would always do, 
is there were, I remember I, I played with a guy named Jerry Robinson. And I would always say, if there was anybody on, on my team that I wanted to introduce my family members to to make them feel special. It would be who? It was Jerry Robinson. <laughs> really? And so, and, and, but Jerry also. In, what did in, he do to make, make them feel so special? He just, I mean, he smiled all the time. He laughed. He took pictures. He, he extended the conversation. It wasn't just one That's word. That's what Sharon's answer. talking about. These exactly. players are, they have this persona me, about man, them. Man, I was trying to answer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just fan man. That's his persona, you see? No, that's so, the persona, butting but in. Right. But that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to explain the fact that, listen, those guys exist. You can find them. And most of the time, they are very friendly with the other players' families as well. Well, we had a, we had a, a, one of our engineers said, what about Bo Jackson? Remember him? Oh, whatever I, happened to him? I certainly remember Bo Jackson. Yeah, but whatever happened to him? You never see him anymore. He's, well, is Bo, he not on the party Bo, circuit? Or? Well, Bo got injured. I mean, that's what ended up No, I'm talking about career. former NFL players who were really, really oh, no, good. Bo, I mean, oh, Bo's on the circuit. A lot he's of on the circuit? Okay. okay. There's Sharon a lot was, of guys that are on the circuit. No doubt about it. Sharon, you, you want to mention, can you mention some of the players? Uh, that we have? Yeah, yeah that sure. you've done business with in the past. Not that they necessarily would be here, but just there's some listeners out there who may say, hey, this is I need to call this lady because she can get a hold of somebody I want at my event. Well, mm-hmm. I, I spent six years on... Um, contract with the NFL developing, helping to develop the corporate hospitality and um, had some great access to some great players. And I would say that one of my favorites is the fridge. Oh, yeah, William Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, you know, and my favorite part is getting them in, and I'm kind of like the mom making sure that they eat and that they're having a good time, that they're comfortable uh, getting them from the hotel to the party and back because it, it's, it gets kind of hairy at Super Bowl. Um, this year we've got a great, a great lineup, and we try to bring in players that, ha- that uh, can involve some compelli- compelling dialogue. For example, last year... We did a chalk talk in uh, Miami, and we had Tim Brown and Derek Brooks, and we were uh, we had um, a chalk talk on Saturday night, and um, Hank the Hammer Goldberg from ESPN was moderating. Mm-hmm. Well, what we didn't tell our guests was uh, Jerry Rice was coming, oh, so we yeah. we set it up, and they the dialogue that developed was so exciting. People got out of their tables, and this is, this is a, a ballroom in a hotel, came and sat cross-legged in front of the stage. And That's they walked cool. away with memories that are priceless and um, an interaction between the four of them that they ordinarily wouldn't have. Well, they say you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And that's what's uh, very important to many of these athletes because if they make a great impression when they go to work for you, I'm sure you'll call them again. Absolutely. And that's and, imp- absolutely. Okay, and that's um, I, got, important. I do have to say a funny thing. Uh, last year we had Jerry Rice. Uh, a lot of folks asked a lot of questions, and this one lady got up and wanted to know if she could get a dip, uh, be dipped by Jerry Rice because he had just come off of um, mm-hmm. the ballroom dancing, and he was very gracious, and they had a great time. See, and so that, did he dip her? Of course he did. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to find that out picture's probably on eBay today. It probably is. And that those special moments, you, you know, again, but I, I'm going to say this, and, and Sharon, you can dispute this if you may. You know, again, that's perhaps maybe it's only for a certain group of people that have the opportunity to do that. Not everybody can. I'm sure there's a price associated with your business, and or, or is it an affordable business? Is it something that perhaps maybe those who are not the rich and famous can afford some of your athletes? Well, that's not true. Uh, there's something that, you, that a lot of people don't know that we do. We, uh, spent, we've been spending a lot of time with um, Make-A-Wish, and we help grant a lot of wishes 
and uh, when we have kids that are getting tickets to events, for example, um, we last year we had uh, probably about 25 kids and their families, and they were all taken care of. Their program was already taken care of, but we invited them into our hospitality and made a special point for our players to reach out to those families for that personal interaction. And one, one guy that I really have to say, uh, Larry Brown from the Dallas Cowboys, he, um, he said, Sharon, I want to go up on, onto the bus. So the kids and the families arrived before they got off the bus. He got on the bus, and they were so excited with that personal interaction. Um, we did the same thing at Final Four. Had, uh, there were two, got, two boys that their wish was to go to the Final Four, and we had Coach Majerus. And I made sure that we did a private uh, gathering with the kids and their families and the coach. So they're, they're you know, it, it, it is expensive to go, but it's a, it's a way that we all can actually give back as well. Yeah, it's great. Make-A-Wish Foundation is a great uh, foundation for children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. It, it's, very, it's very, very special. And you think about it, it's one of those things where it's, they do such great work, but you hope that you're never the recipient of that. Because mm -hmm. I believe Make-A-Wish is something that many of those children are terminal. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what the whole thing that's is about. That's what the about. whole thing's about. Yeah, it's Make-A-Wish. It's, you know, it's, before it's, that... Well, that's good that they, you know, they can do that and that Sharon can do that. Sharon, so who is going to be showing up uh, Sunday at, this, at Bud Bowl? Uh, who, who, who do you have, have on? quite a few. And um, Pat O'Brien from The Insider is going to be um, emceeing. And we're right. doing about four talk talks. We have a lot of other guys that are coming, but uh, we're kind of theming them. The first one is uh, John Hanna from the, from the Patriots, former Patriots, and Bart Oates, okay. uh, former Giants. Right. And we'll chat a little bit about then and now and then the one after that we're going to have a chat with warren moon and tim brown cool. uh talk a little bit about their positions and the dynamics and how it works mm -hmm. uh jim brown is coming we'll talk about uh you know the greatest pro football player ever and the phenomenon of what super bowl is and why is it uh, then we've got um, Bob Sanders with the Indianapolis Colts and Mario Williams with the Houston Texans uh, chatting as well. Well, you know, I, I, speaking of Jim Brown, I got to tell a really funny story, and I do not mean to be disrespectful whatsoever. But, you know, last night I was at the party, and, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, you know, it was Jim's party, and, and, and he, President Clinton had just entered the room. Yet and still, I'm in, I'm in the restroom, and I'm taking care of my business, and I'm washing my hands, and there's two guys who are taking care of their business, and they're not talking about the fact that, you know, President Clinton was, you know, in the building. They were talking about who's the greatest running back, you know, whether it was Barry Sanders or Jim Brown. But if you can just picture this, you're washing your hands, and you turn behind you, and these guys are taking care of their business, but they're having this conversation. It, it was just, it was so funny. Apparently, but, they didn't care about Clinton. Oh, not at all, but they did care about Jim Brown, and I, I'm glad that you, and I'm glad you guys are, are still reaching out to people like Jim Brown, who's just done amazing things, and, and, and as a matter of fact, there was a special, again, uh, Mr. Goodell was talking about, the media asked him, him some questions about today's athletes, and what is he going to do to ensure the fact that these kids that come in and play this sport respect this sport and that they know about the accomplishments of people like Jim Brown? Mm -hmm. And he talked about the fact that perhaps maybe they may, the rookies may have to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and spend some time there to understand the history of this game and, and how you got to the point where you can make millions because these guys built this game. So They laid the foundation. Yeah, so to have somebody like Jim there, that's really good. Now, you mentioned one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. 
Who's that? And Warren Moon. I always loved him. Oh yeah, he could. He was thro- fun. He, oh, and he could throw the ball. Yeah, oh, he man, was he could fun. Throw- and and think about he, the records. He actually played in my home country. Oh, oh, is that you're from Canada? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. The records that he set here in the National Football League does not include the numbers that he did in Canada. Yeah, so if you would take those numbers into effect, uh, boy, it would. He was a fun. He was a fun player to watch. Yeah, he was. A, he was a very, very good football player. Well, listen, uh, are you also? What's your favorite sports, Sharon? My favorite sport, actually, I, I do like rugby. You like rugby? Rugby. Okay, good. Wow. So do you put on, I mean, we know what happens in a game like football. We know the energy and the excitement that it generates. Do you get the same thing in that sport of rugby? Yeah, and I actually um, spent some time as a teenager in Australia, so Aussie rules is uh, quite the sport. It's very crazy. It's kind of like rugby and in the crazy factor. What's it, what's it called again? Aussie rules football. Oh, really? It's okay. on an oval field. They, wow. don't wear, they do the same thing that we do, but they don't uh-huh. wear any padding. Oh. And, um, it's like cage fighting then. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fan Man's crazy too, but uh, listen, I, I just, you know, now the fact that I know that your your business exists and, and hopefully everybody in the world knows it because we are on the World Wide Web. The and, World Wide Web. And, and, uh, www. You're and you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host. Fan Man. Hey, and Sharon. I would like for you to tell people how they can contact you directly, Sharon, if you're the person they should contact. Well, we're at primesport.com, and that tells it all. We've got, um, uh, we do many different events. We're partners of the NCAA, so right after this, we take a deep breath, and then we start working on the regionals and the Final Four in San Antonio, Texas. And we'll be doing uh, some celebrities at our events there as well. Well, I think we asked your boss, Jeff, or maybe your co-worker, but uh, I think Jeff's the big boss there, who he was going to be rooting for. Who are you rooting for, Sharon? Well, I'm from Canada, which is kind of like Switzerland. Uh-huh. But if you're going to put me on the spot, we got to put you on the spot. I say the Patriots, my grandparents uh, uh, are, were lived in uh, Boston, and um, I've got uh, a soft spot for that city. Well, that's what I told Fan Man. See, this is the time of year where everybody has to pick and choose a team. You cannot just stay in the middle. You can't be neutral. You've got to pick a team, and you picked a team, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I picked one. Who'd you pick? I, the Giants. Okay, he picked the Giants, and Sharon, you and I picked the winner, of course, and that's going to be <laughs> the New England Patriots. But what's hey. fascinating about that is, you know, different people, they pick a team for different reasons. I just think the Giants, uh, over the last 10 games, have really shown what they're made of, and I think they're going to come out, and Coughlin has them together, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be one of the, the best Super Bowl ever, because it's but an 18 you think that's more important than a team going all the way? Do I think so? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm caught between the, 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 the rafters there. I would like to see that also. But I also would like to see the Giants come in and say, hey, you know, this is the game. This is it. We're going to show you. And this is uh, the duel down to who's the best football team in the country. To, uh, to knock off the New England Patriots would be just phenomenal. I think the Super Bowl uh, is going to be one of the most watched Super Bowls ever. And that's going into the future because this team is 18 and up. But, Sharon, you certainly open up a perspective for us, and that is to understand that people pick teams for different reasons. You know, she's got uh, an association, association with, with, the, yeah, right. with, with, the, with that uh, well, the only with New England. Yeah, the, the only association I have is because of the NFC East. That's all. Oh, so that's right. You're, you're loyal to the I'm English. loyal to the NFC East. That's what it is. Well, what would you have said if I said the Toronto Argonauts? 
they're not playing. That's true. <laughs> that, that, I think that's the right answer. Is that the right answer? I guess that's the right answer. Anyway, Sharon, hey, thanks a lot for joining us. We really, really enjoyed it and enjoyed what you do and how you do it. And we hope to have you uh, on again. If, of course, if you'd like to find out more about uh, Sharon and who uh, Sharon works for, it's called Prime Sport. That's P-R-I-M-E-S-P-O-R-T, primesport.com. And you can go there and check them out and see what they're up to. And Sharon, you can call us anytime, and you can let us know about what's happening. Well, I may have two. Pat, we're totally sold out, but I might have two passes if you want to come on down on Sunday. Oh, well, we'd love to do that. We'd love to okay. do the show from there. Yes, we'd love to do that. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. We accept that invitation. Okay, bye-bye. We'll see you there. Bye-bye. Sharon, thank you. Okay, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports uh, on the VoiceAmericaSports.com network. She hung up on you. Yeah, she hung up on me. Well, most females do. But, you know, that's just you, fam, man. People just do that to you. No respect to Rodney Dangerfield. Toronto Agronauts? Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. And you know what? That's what what the Giants are right now. That's what Eli, (laughs) Eli, you know what Peyton did to him? What? What did Peyton do? He threw his whole name out there. All I remember was Elijah. Oh, that's right. He, that's right. Yeah, he threw yeah. his whole name. Like, might like be like Elijah Norman or something. Elijah like Norman? It's some, I don't know what it was, but he threw it out there. Well, you know what? They had uh, Archie Manning on the other day, and they were asking about how are you handling this, and he's saying, you know what? I'm just staying out of it. Let well, the, one two thing brothers, the two brothers are talking football. Let them deal with it. But he's just sitting on the sidelines going, hey. Well, I like the fact that uh, Peyton has said, hey, there's one Manning this week that's a superstar, and it's Eli. Is Eli. You know, and he's rooting for his, of course he's rooting for his brother. I, oh, not, well, I, I would think so. Well, you know, well, you know. I love to see Eli Manning pull this off. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited. I can't wait to, to Sunday to watch. It's not going to happen, though. Okay, well, whatever you say. Only, I mean, he's got four years in the league. Let him wait four more years to win it. No, I think don't let him win it, it now. No, I think, I think they're going to go. I think it's going to be a very close game. It's a fourteen game, spread, fourteen point spread. I, I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to come down to the kicker. Kicker. No, that's right. no, that, I don't think so. Nah, that's not going to happen. Huh? I think. Listen, this is. Look at the atmosphere. Go Rem- outside. Re- remember, we have everything go on tape. The weather. Here. You know, yeah. the weather is beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be. A, it's an indoor stadium. We may. Is the roof going to be open? No, um, the they're going to. No, if it's nice, they're going to have it open. I think. I think it's going to be closed because uh, whatever time the game starts, the sun's going uh, to be 418. down. Yeah, the sun's going to go down. It's going to be a little chilly and cold. But I, I think Randy Moss is going to, you know, resurface. Oh, look at that, Randy. He was so down in the dumps. Remember all that? And that well, was Super Bowl. Well, the fact of all the matter mess, is, all the problems you he know, had. they didn't need him. You know, they had other people that they could rely on. You yeah. know, and yeah, they came through in the clutch when they needed him. You know, sure did. Anyway, it was a special edition of the Ray Ellis Sports Show on VoiceAmericaSports.com, and we came on to talk to a few people from uh, Prime Sport, and that was Sharon. And, uh, again, uh, it's primesport.com. And also we talked to Jeff Lapin. He's the chief executive officer of Razor Gator. We can get the tickets and, may, and know in your heart that when you pay the money and you get your ticket, your seat will be sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, we hope so, because uh, if not, then uh, you can get your money back. You can get your money back. And, and, and that's a guarantee. And that's a guarantee from Jeff. Anyway, uh, thanks Most for Most people li- don't guarantee huh? things, you know that? Yes, they do. Why you guarantee something? I'm going to guarantee something. The Giants are going to win this game. That's and I what I'm guaranteeing you that the Patriots gar- are going to okay. win this game. Well, it's going to come down to the kicker. And I guarantee you the Patriots are going to win this game. They can have all the hype they want. You Bottom think it's going to be the kicker? It's going to be all come down to the kicker. I'll tell you what. Which we've been saying for since we started the show in April. We're going to continue this discussion, but it's going to be, be the Patriots. The Patriots, <laughs> and it's going to be the Giants, and we're going to find out. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. You're we- listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Bam, man. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. We're out of here. The kicker. It's going to be the kicker. The kicker. It's going to be the kicker. The kicker. The kicker. The kicker.